Let's be honest, the trouble, <laughs> the trouble all started when women were allowed to vote. Cue the dramatic orchestral music and pour yourself a drink because now you too can play the most important game at the Daily Wire. Yes or no? Finally, you will be able to put your knowledge of your friends and family to the test and bring home the game for which I still don't really understand the rules. Available this fall. You can pre-order your game right now over in my collection at dailywire.com shop. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Yes or No. This time on the show, we have one of my absolute favorite Protestants in America and, and one of my favorite people broadly in political media. That would be Allie Beth Stuckey. Allie, thank you for making the trek and coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. We have your drink, a very uh, dainty and grace, graceful glass of uh, Prosecco. We've got my typical martini. Yes. We have a stack of questions. Ladies first. Okay. Christian movies suck. It should never be promoted on conservative platforms. It makes us look bad. Hmm. I'm really tempted even to change my answer because my producer is a fairly well-known actor in Christian movies, so it makes me lean in one direction. Okay, so what you say, uh... You're going to have to drink, my dear. I'm I, going to have to drink. I love Christian movies. Oh, you do? I like good Christian movies. I mean, one of the greatest movies ever made, Passion of the Christ. Yes. See, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. And so you are correct about my answer. There are some really cheesy Christian movies. Yes. But to say that they should never be put on conservative platforms, I would say that's a little too far. Even the cheesy ones. Even the cheesy ones, because you never know. What did Paul say? Whether by pretense or by truth, at least the gospel is proclaimed. So whether by cheesiness mm. or by truth, at least the gospel is proclaimed, right? Plus, by the way, that's an excellent point. And by the way, this is true in secular media, too. There, there's plenty of schlock and cheesiness in yeah. secular media. If you got rid of schlock and cheesiness, Lifetime and Hallmark would cease to exist. But true. sometimes you kind of want one of those movies, don't yeah, you? exactly. Have I outed myself as a Lifetime movie watcher? I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, okay, so drink, I have to drink a little bit. And as a gentleman, I'll drink in solidarity. Okay, thank you. Okay. Got it. Next question. Broadcasting big booty Latinas is helpful for the conservative movement. I believe this refers to, now his name escapes me, but uh, sort of Alex Stein. Alex Stein, yeah. Alex Stein had this whole thing where he was harassing AOC on the steps, and whether it was funny <laughs> or not, and the question is, is it appropriate? Okay. Oh. Now, based on what you said, I might change my answer. Okay, I'm going to go with no. You're right. I opposed it. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it was funny. It was funny. And her initial reaction was also funny and yeah. sort of charming. And if she had just left it at that, that would be fine. Because he was yelling at her and saying, like, you're really hot or whatever. Yeah. And then she just walks up and she was like, yep, you bet. Like, peace. Okay. And then she keeps walking. And it was like, I tried to punch him. And her boyfriend was just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. And I think, just kept walking. Aren't they married? I or think it was her fiance. Okay. I don't, I don't even know. I don't Who know, knows but, these days? But, you know, if you're... 
if you're that guy, you're probably not the most alpha. You're not going to her husband, her husband boyfriend. Guy. Yeah. You're not going to be the one yeah. to knight in shining armor. So he just basically kind of ran away. And then she got up to the top of the stairs and then uh, pretended to be this big victim. Yeah. But you think, lady, you were just making jokes about it. And, uh, you know, you were kind of joking around with him. But yeah. still, all of that said, no, come on, man. You got you to be, yeah. nice. you gotta, you gotta be I, a gentleman. Too. I agree and understand I, I agree with and understand what he's trying to do in the sense that he's like, okay, these politicians and journalists and city council members, which is what he does, he trolls all these people. Yeah. They take themselves so seriously yeah. and they think that they're so important. And he basically goes and makes them look like the fools that they are. Yeah. I can appreciate that. I love when he goes to city councils, but am I going to endorse, am I going to co-sign like, you know, basically catcalling or harassing a politician about her body parts. That's just not my brand. Yeah, but there it is kind of a debate between what some people are calling, you know, barstool conservatism, kind of like raucous, raunchy conservative, South Park conservatism, they used to call it, and uh, like conservatism, yeah. conservatism. And I just think, nah, man. There are different camps. Nah, they're different they're, camps. Yeah. It's not, not my speed. All yeah. right, so we both got it right. We both got it right. No yeah. drinks, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you read the next question. Okay. Let's see. In general, women are most happy in the kitchen making homemade sourdough bread. <laughs> sourdough bread, specifically. Sourdough bread is excellent, and it's it's like the easiest one, I think. That's how the millennial hipsters are getting yeah. into it. Okay. In general. In general. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Of course. Can we, I know you're not allowed to say it. Yeah. Uh, yes, women, generally speaking, are happier uh, being the hand that rocks the cradle as the hand that rules the world, ruling over the, the private home economy and the life of their family, than they are at the widget factory for Mr. Smith, some man who doesn't care about them, such that they, they, the woman has to go out to work for the guy so the guy can pay her family so that the husband can pay some other woman to raise their kids. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, I would agree with you. I don't like sourdough bread, so that's the only issue that I would have with this. <laughs> but if that is representative yeah. of kind of running the home and being home with your children, that doesn't mean that a woman doesn't have any calling outside the house or that she can't work or that she can't do other things. But her main priority and main source of fulfillment coming from her house and her husband and her kids, yes, no matter what the feminists say, that is a more satisfying life. It's just, you're just making a descriptive statement. It's not, you're not even saying, this is how things should be. You're just saying that's the way it is. There was a, a debate once between Betty Friedan, the American feminist, and Simone de Beauvoir, the French feminist, who was the strumpet of Jean-Paul Sartre. And the, the debate was over this very question. Should women be allowed even to stay home? And Betty Friedan said, look, women should be allowed to go work and they should be allowed to stay home. And Simone de Beauvoir said, no, they cannot be allowed to stay home with the kids. If they are given that option, they will take it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Maybe we should just drink I'll drink that. anyway, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chin -chin oh, yeah. To sourdough Cheers. bread or a nice Jewish rye, a dark pump. Anything. I don't know. Whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, your turn. The wording is important here. If I were betting today, I would take the field. Any other candidate, Democrat or Republican, over Donald Trump being president in 2024. Okay.
Okay, explain your reasoning. Well, on, on why I think you would answer that yes. way? Because it's the reasoning that I have. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid you <laughs> oh, got that Oh, so I'm wrong. Yes, because Donald Trump is the best president of my lifetime. I think he did a marvelous job. I think he is he's responsible for overruling Roe v. Wade. I would vote for him again tomorrow in a heartbeat without any, not, not a second's hesitation. I just don't think that they're going to let him be president again. I think that the libs shut down the entire country and, and forced us all to lock down and changed all the voting laws mm. pretty much just to get him out of office in 2020. And I just don't think that entrenched interests throughout the government, the corporate sphere, international interests, just, just the, the liberal establishment broadly, I just don't think they're going to let that guy be president again, even if the majority of people in enough states wanted him to. Mm-hmm. See, my answer was no. So you're incorrect, although I do think that you're persuasive. I do think that you're persuasive in your reasoning. I do think that he is probably more motivated and perhaps, perhaps, this might be wishful thinking, organized and perhaps mobilized now that he saw how the last election went and the powers that be that really tried to place an obstacle in front of his victory. And that's not a conspiracy theory. Yeah, you can never. It was the fairest election ever. Yeah. And no, that, no I'm not states even talking. That. I'm not even talking about fraud. I am talking about it, everything in addition or outside of that. You mean like how Pennsylvania violated its own state constitution? I mean, a, a million different things. Or how Time Magazine ran that long article saying Here's that, how we stole the election. Yeah, here's yeah. how we made sure that Donald Trump didn't win. And yeah. so I'm not sure if I were betting today that I could say that. Now, do I want Donald Trump to be president? That is a different question. Hmm. I don't know. You don't know. You're, you're undecided? Uh, well, I think let the best person win. Hmm. Do you have a favorite? Um, I do. Is it this person public? I feel like we're in middle school, so who do you like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, yes, know? Uh, this person is, is public, so I do have a favorite, but I'm not disclosing yet. Okay. Hmm. We'll see. All right. Does he live in Florida? I guess actually two of them live in Florida. Uh, we do not, okay. we do not know. I don't, I don't know. Is it Liz Cheney? It's Liz Cheney. It is. I'm so sorry. I I can't believe that you outed me Mm -hmm. as a rhino. Uh, Do we both drink? Yeah, we do. You're up. All right. Next question. There is a greater than 50% chance Beyonce and Jay-Z are practicing occult members. A greater than 50% chance. For sure, it's. For sure. I, I don't even think that's. Yeah, I mean, I could have. You could have done seventy-five percent there, yeah. and I still would have said yes. Did you see that that Beyonce video XO, where it was some song, I guess, oh. and in it she just flashes a picture of a demon for oh. for a split second, but they're just no completely out of nowhere. Reason. It's not not to do oh, with the plot, and it's weird. just a demon, and uh, yeah, of course. Did you see that people got mad at her because in her latest album she said the word spaz? <laughs> And they said that that's ableist. <laughs> and so she took it out. Not to mention she says like the N-word and all of these other things. That's totally also, fine. The, but she said spaz. The, the uh, stanza in which spaz is located in that song is about this guy just having extremely graphic, vivid, disrespectful sex with this woman. And even the word, it's like spazzing on that. 
you know, oh. took us. And uh, anyway, you think like <laughs> that's the problem with this is the, yeah, the ableism, part, yeah. which it also doesn't make sense because whoever wrote the lyrics to that song is obviously extremely mentally deficient. So I don't even know how it could be ableist. Yeah, very true, very true. But yes, I think that they are probably a cold embers. I think that's probably accurate. Uh, or do, is it your no, go or my it's, go? It's, your... it's my go, okay. Astrology, the super, quote, queer science of kings, according to Yahoo News, oh. and manifesting are entirely demonic and should be banned from all publicly funded institutions and locations. Oh, we know this. Yeah. We know the answer yeah. to this. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't know that it had public funds. Yeah, nor did I. <laughs> does are we it? sure? Can we get a producer check on whether it probably does? I mean, it, if they're going to translate, fund kids, a lot of things. Probably, yeah. yeah, it's definitely demonic. It, of course. You know, it's so funny because the libs and the squishes and the materialists—they always say astrology. You shouldn't do astrology because it's so dumb. It's so dumb and not real at all. And I think you know, yeah, you shouldn't do astrology. The reason why is not that it's not real. The reason is that it is real. Exactly. And that's what the Bible doesn't say don't consult astrologers because it's a waste of your time. Yeah. It's because it compromises because your free will evil. and they're witches. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Exactly right. So mm -hmm. if my tax dollars are going to that, I want it to stop. I want it to stop. No more manifesting. Okay. More on that in just a second. First, though, big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and big tech. That is why I use ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, every video you watch, every message you send gets tracked and data mined. When you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. What I like most about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. You download the app on your phone or your computer, you tap one button, boom, you're protected. It's easy. ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar, The Verge, and countless others. Stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN that I trust to keep me safe online. ExpressVPN.com slash MichaelYT. Head on over there right now and get three months for free. Are you ready? I, I don't you really just... follow the rules. <laughs> the midterms will likely be just a red wave and not a tsunami. I agree with it because of the Senate map. Yeah. The Senate map is not advantageous to Republicans. You know, only a third of the Senate is up at any given election year. And sometimes it's easier races, sometimes it's harder races. And so because of that, I think it'll just be more likely a wave than a tsunami. But if you took that out, if it were just a kind of all bets were even on the Senate, I think it would be a tsunami. Well, we haven't even gotten our September-October surprise yet. Yeah. So something is definitely coming down the pipeline that's supposed to hurt Republicans. I'm not sure if the abortion sentiment will take us there, but maybe. I'm seeing a lot of people, even within my circles, really believe the lies about, oh, you can't get treatment for a miscarriage and ectopic pregnancies. Oh, yeah. I don't know, though, that that would make or break the election. Um, I think what worries me is that Democrats don't seem to care that the midterms are coming up. They're mm -hmm. passing, you know, the Inflation Enhancement Act, as yeah. I think Thomas Massey called it. <laughs> um, 
And so that is what troubles me. Mm. That's what troubles me. They seem to think that they have it in the bag no matter what. Yeah, yeah. That, and the fact that they keep pushing the widespread mail-in ballots, the election day turns into election right. month. I mean, all of that creates huge vulnerability for fraud, as Barack Obama said yeah. just 10 years ago or yeah. so. So they keep pushing that. They're trying to bring back COVID. I think we're on the Phi Beta Kappa variant now, and they gave us monkeypox. Gosh, yeah. they gave us monkeypox in July. Right. What are they going to give us in October? Yeah. Can't yeah. even imagine. Yep. And so I think we both got that right. We did. Okay. I'll drink to it. All right. Cheers. Hmm. Okay. I am close friends with someone who has pronouns in their bio. Their bio. Notice the pronoun there. <gasps> close? Yeah, no. No, no, no. If I were close to them, they would have already been confronted and yeah, something and would have happened. They probably would have stopped being friends with me or they would have taken it out of their profile. It hasn't happened mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened yet. If it does happen. Whew. I do have some relatives or, you know, friends or relatives of friends that I will socialize with who have the pronouns in bio. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have any close friends or at least people who would call me a close friend, who, even <laughs> right. if I were attempted to call them a close friend, yeah. who, who have that. Yeah. Other than, you know, the typical conservative, his his majesty, you know, yes, sir. That's right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I did have plenty of friends that put the black square up. Ah, the black square. Do you know what I did for black square day? What did you I do? I put the black square with a rainbow in the middle, and I just asked, I said, what, which liturgical month are we in in the liberal calendar? Very, that, it was, was that was confusing. It was that was confusing. June 3rd. I remember yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I put the little Lucky Charms leprechaun up once time because I don't, I just. We try to keep up, but hard. we just can't. Yeah. It's different. The black square one was really annoying too. I, I, I had actual friends of mine write to me and say, Michael. You can't make fun of the black square. Yeah. See, the, that was a different square. issue. Yeah. That was really difficult, even like for Christians and Christians who I know voted for Donald Trump the same year. They really felt like they needed to put a black square. I, I was very dismayed. Many of my evangelical friends, and the evangelicals, I counted on the evangelicals. They were yeah. very rock ribbed right. for a lot of issues. Right. George Floyd oh, yeah. did a lot of damage to the evangelicals. They oh, just, yes. they, I don't They're know what it was. I know. Well, we're still actually feeling the repercussions of that, which is something I talk about a lot. It's probably the thing that I get the most flack for. I probably got more blowback from my stance on the whole George Floyd, police brutality, systemic racism stuff in the summer of 2020 than I ever have about trans or gay or any of that stuff. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. this is the issue that even if Christians feel that they're conservative and biblical on that, well, we can be conservative on that, but on the justice stuff— Maybe the secular world really is right. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. So, yeah, they're wrong about literally everything. But, but maybe this, on this they've issue. They've got it. Really- yep. That's where the evangelicals went wrong, unfortunately. Yeah, that was sad. Okay, my turn this time. If the West is saved through a miracle and or revival, the next great clash will likely be between Catholicism and Protestantism. Mm. So the West is saved. That will be the next Correct. Do you know why? Incorrect. Incorrect. You say no. Yeah. Okay, why do you say no? 
Um, because of something that you mentioned earlier about barstool conservatives and that crowd, that will be, mm. and not just them, but also against the unwoke liberals that yeah. are in our midst who who just want America to go back to go back to 1995, yeah. who really have no basis for why they're against transgenderism, mm-hmm. for example, but they're for everything else. That's going to be the next battle. I think Catholics and evangelicals will probably be linking arms on that. It'll be a long time, yeah. I think, before Catholics and Protestants have it out. That'll be a fun fight. Like, I'm looking forward to that. we got a lot of work to do, even if the West is safe. That is true, because you think of the sort of non-woke liberals, you know, who, and, and very often they're saying, look, I'm totally fine with transgender Leninism, yeah. but I am absolutely opposed to pedophilic Maoism. Yeah. You know, Go, hold, wait, uh, yeah. can we go a little further yeah, maybe let's keep back? Going. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Tocqueville makes a provocative claim in Democracy in America. He says that America will end up, this very Protestant country, will end up Catholic or not Christian at all. Interesting. What, what do you think his reasoning is? I think his reasoning is that Protestantism is intrinsically unstable. So, and you see it in the proliferation of just the like democracy, like democracy, actually, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah there's, you know, there, it's I, more complicated I, with I, democracy. I, but. Well, yes, but it yeah. is the democratization of Christianity yes. is what the Reformation yes. was, yeah. and having individuals who are self-ruled that is inherently unstable unless you have some kind of shared guiding principle and belief in something transcendent. So that's probably what he's getting to, is that there is kind of um, a central hold in Catholicism yeah. that evangelicalism doesn't, or Protestantism. We would say that it's the gospel, but it's not institutional. So interesting. Right, so that's his prediction. And we got a long way to go. We, but we have a way to go. And that'll be a, that'll be a fun battle when we get there. Uh, but I do have to drink, because I got it wrong. Yes, you okay. do. I'll, I'll just, for camaraderie, I'll mm-hmm. drink too. Ah, my turn. Yes. Okay. Let's be honest, the trouble, <laughs> the trouble all started when women were allowed to vote. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. You got it wrong. You got it wrong. I did? I? Yes, right. you did. And that is because I do think that there have been a lot of problems with women being able to vote. Absolutely. You know? uh-huh. But it started <laughs> a lot earlier than that. It started with a woman being deceived by the snake. That's where it started. You know, I was going to say, you've got to go back to, I don't know, the 17th Amendment. Yeah. Women voting is the 19th. Uh, direct election of senators was 17th. That was kind of a problem. You know, there were, but no, you go back. I go back all Mm -hmm. the way. So, I mean, the problem is still in some ways with women. Um, But, yeah, the 19th, that's just a symptom of original sin, (laughs) right? So, I mean, it is The election of the apple. Okay, because if you had one vote per household, that would have made sense in a world in which everyone was getting married. But with feminism, the disintegration of the family, that didn't make sense anymore. So it really does go back to... Yes, no, that's a great point. And, it, it, you know, by the way, one vote per household it is a very compelling political idea because the, the implication of it is that 
the family is the fundamental political right. institution. So, by the way, you know, if a woman is a widow or something, then she's she's the head of her household. You know? Yeah. So, and these days, there are so many soy boy beta cocks that I'm sure there are a lot of women who would be the head of household anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the the real difference is the individual versus the family is the political unit. I don't see how you can be a conservative and think that the individual is the fundamental political unit rather than the family. I don't. Yeah. It's just well, that, that a lot is of the people liberal. who call themselves conservative that do not think that the natural family is the foundation of conservatism. That's yeah. a whole other conversation, no, you're right. Michael Knowles. You're right. You're yeah. right. Shall we drink? Okay. To the yeah. Family? I guess were we both wrong? We were both wrong. Yes. But or I guess. But there was a deep yeah. rightness. Yeah. yeah. Laying beneath our yes. <laughs> wrong answers. My turn. Anyone who performs gender-affirming surgeries on minors should be sentenced to significant prison time, and the parents who signed off on it should also serve jail time, even if the children might have to be placed in the foster care system. Yeah, you don't get to mutilate kids and then keep your kids. It's like the definition of child abuse. Yeah. I they, would Yeah. It, they might have good intentions. Yeah. But I would say that hopefully just like in any in any case where there's child abuse, hopefully they can be sent to family members before the foster care system. Yeah. I would not like them to be in foster care. Yeah. I do not want that for any child. I think that that is added trauma. But also, if you have parents that are like, yeah, you're 12 years old, let's cut off your healthy breasts, or like, let's castrate you. Okay, I'm not sure that you are in an environment that is stable anyway. Right. You're already enduring a lot of trauma, and they're about to push you into inducing physical, or into enduring physical trauma too. Usually irreversible, that gives you osteoporosis when you're very young, it you often makes you kids. sterile. Yeah. I mean, the stories that I've heard of women who are like, hey, I'm 25, I transferred when, I, or I, I transitioned yeah. when I'm 16 and I can't breastfeed even though I want to, that breaks my heart. So there have, there have to be some kind of consequences for that. Yeah, and there, there would be, before you get to the foster care system, there actually would be steps along the way. You know, yeah. there would be other options, hopefully. But yes, I think you're right. Yeah, there you Harsh, go. but fair. Yes. Hmm. Okay, your turn. Holding political prisoners from January 6th in solitary confinement is worse or equivalent to Japanese people being held at internment camps in the 1940s. So I'd like to add a little addendum to this. Okay. You know, Italians were held in the camps too, in America, the internment camps. And they only talk about the Japanese people being held in the camps. Wow. But the Italians were held here as well. No respect. So we're talking no respect for the Italian. The most aggrieved minority. You know the largest mass lynching in American history. You know who the victims were? Italians. Italians. That's right. Eleven of them in 1891, year before the first Columbus Day. And they did Columbus Day just to make the Italians feel better. Wow. They don't. I did, I no one talks. About, it's anti-Italian discrimination. It I say. is. It is. We just appropriate your pasta. Yeah, that's right. Don't even you recognize it your sacrifices. No, no respect. So. So I'm definitely going to guess that this is a yes for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, it, I, I mean, can I say in some ways that it's worse? I mean, yeah. solitary confinement for anyone. That's, I mean, yeah. that is like one of the cruelest punishments that you can endure as a person. Plus, you're, you know, when you're talking about the, I'm not, I'm not like defending World War II internment, but we are talking about foreign nationals in many cases. We're talking about foreign nationals from enemy countries who are coming to America who are not citizens, who are, you know, who are being uh, looked at as potentially uh, enemies yeah. of the state. 
after I mean, a major it was attack wrong. on it was a US unconstitutional. Base. It's not this. They were not placed in solitary confinement. They were so, not placed in solitary in confinement. In some cases, yeah. when we're talking about January 6th, we're talking about people who were not violent and they're being put in solitary confinement. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Correct. Right. Correct. Okay. Uh, okay, it's my turn. Woke pastors and priests are actually the most dangerous group of people in the country. The most dangerous. The most dangerous? I know. You gotta think about that. You are correct. You were incorrect. Incorrect. So, okay. We agree. Yeah, because when the libs burn and pillage and loot and everything, you know, you you expect exactly. that and we can stand firm against it. But when those snakes mm-hmm. infiltrate church and deceive the faithful and lead them astray, it, well, let's not forget, the, people often talk about the millstones passage of the gospel yeah. as being about abortion or something, or killing babies, but that's not what it's about. It's about scandal. It's about leading people Scandalizo astray. is actually the word I think that's used there. They, is it? Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, you're exactly right yeah. that in that passage, for anyone who causes one of these little ones to sin, little ones is actually Christians. It's not just children. A mill, it'd be better for a millstone to yeah. be tied around his neck and thrown into the depths of the sea. The word that's used there for obstacle or stumbling block is scandalizo, which yeah. is where we get the word scandal. So you're right. When there's a scandal in the church that causes people to sin, obviously... Jesus took that really seriously. So I agree with you. If only Christians, if Christians were the only group in the country to stand firm on all the issues that we talk about, whether it's gender or abortion or marriage or whatever it is, birth control, that would be enough. That would be enough to change the country. But it's because of squishy professing Christians that we are where we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ones who make the conservative case, the conservative Christian case for transing the kids and BLM and all this yeah. other stuff. Yeah, it's empathetic. Mm-hmm. That's very good. You think? I mean, the the BLM people or the Antifa or whatever, they can rob you of your life. Yeah. The the woke deceitful pastors, they can they can rob you of your salvation. So true. Okay, uh, I'm up. Yes. Okay. I think. Conservatives should continue to exclude certain right-wing people from their platforms to stop controversial voices from derailing momentum. For example, Alex Jones. Now that complicates it. Because you're saying we should exclude anyone at all or only Alex Jones? Because at this point, the Alex Jones was right jar is like overflowing on the gay frogs and the global elites and everything. Well, I think it depends. I wouldn't well, I guess I can't say. All right, so we so we'll we'll say let's take Alex out. That's an example, but conservatives should continue to exclude any right wing person who from platforms. The question being, either you just let on anyone who's on the right, or you have some limits. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that I think that they shouldn't be on Twitter, but when I think of platforming them, I think of, like, my own platform. Like, am I going to have them on my show? There are some There are some limits. I'm not talking about Alex Jones, but there are some people who will yeah. call themselves right-wing that I wouldn't platform because yeah. I just think their views are garbage, and I don't... Not, not that I don't agree with them. I just don't think that they're even worth consideration. But I still think even the worst ideas... 
political ideas anyway should be allowed on places like Twitter. You still think they should be allowed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I disagree a little bit in that I don't, I don't think that people have a, some right to say whatever they want or, you know, I think free speech has limits. Oh, did you? You should write a book about I, I that. I would consider writing a book oh, about you it. Should. you should. Know, okay. I, uh, but, and, and of course, I think be, because of that, I have no problem excluding certain people if I think, you know, their views are abhorrent. Yeah. Uh, whether they call themselves right wing or left wing or whatever. Um, but I, I think that, I think we should shift the Overton window dramatically to the right. I yes. think our, the Overton window right now and what is acceptable to talk about is way, way too far to the left. Mm-hmm. I, I think practically speaking, we would not exclude virtually any right-wing voice. I mean, I think we should shift it very, very far to the right in terms of the and Overton window. And exclude the people, more people on the left. Yeah. Yeah. And, ex- and frankly, even people today who would be called centrist. I mean, I think they are so far to the left. Frankly, they should be excluded, they should you know, be u- ultimately. But in terms of Alex Jones, I don't know, they always make Alex Jones the, the poster child of this. The guy was right on the gay frogs. He was right on the global pedo networks. He's, he's you know, said some things that are pretty kooky and out there. But yeah. And he's also an entertainer who rips his shirt off and sells vitamins. But I just think, like, he's the guy you're going to ban? Why? So if you had a social platform, all these conservative social platforms are all about, like, free speech we don't censor. But if you were to start a platform, what would you censor? Uh, censor Besides the truly, like, objectively grotesque stuff, but talking, like, political opinions. Yeah, well, I I think there's a business question, which is how do you grow a platform? And I think actually now it's virtually impossible outside of Twitter, Facebook, and Google because they— they got market dominance on false pretenses and fraud. And so I actually, just generally speaking, I don't think you can really compete, period. But even if you could, what would I be willing to censor? Uh, bad stuff. I would say, but now, I, I'm broadly for toleration because I think it, it can be beneficial to people to see different points of view. But I don't think people have a right to spout their nonsense. I mean, I, I, would, I would certainly ban obscenity and porn and all sorts of stuff and I would have no problem even banning certain opinions that are absolutely abhorrent. I mean, yeah, I, I like think, children should be able to transition. Yeah, that stuff's like that. gone. I mean, I'd, yeah. you know, I'd definitely get rid of that. You just think, I mean, there are always limits on this stuff. In the 50s, yeah. you'd say, uh, you know, if you taught communism in school, you'd be fired and probably sent to St. Helena. Yeah. And uh, today, if you don't teach communism in school, you know, if you teach Christianity in school, oh my yeah. gosh, you'd be, you'd be sent away. So there are always limits. And I just, I would say, what, what should we... That's what the limits are. Yeah, what the limits are. And, and what should we limit? Uh, bad stuff. What should we encourage? Good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cheers. Cheers. To good stuff. Yeah. I would vote for you. Stop it. Come on. I would. In a heartbeat. Thank you. Um, all right. Is it my turn? Oh, this is perfect. Mm. Low-rise jeans are a tool for se- <laughs> low-rise jeans are a tool for sexualizing youth, <laughs> for sexualizing youth and promoting Marxist minimalist ideology. Hmm. Wow, I thought they you- should have no place in a healthy society. I thought you had initially had said because of where you laughed. I thought you said low-rise jeans have uh, are a way of sexualizing youth. <laughs> Which is might be true. Uh, okay. Might be true. So there's a sexualizing in promoting youth. Marxist minimalist ideology. They should have no place in a healthy society. Marxist minimalist. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Utilitarian. I don't know. No, they <laughs> obviously they are meant to sexualize the youths and everything and arouse the prurient interest and you know the base desires and things like that. But it's it's not Marxist. When I think of Marxist 
minimalist, you know, tanky comrade stuff. I think of totally gray sweatsuits, like Bertolt Brecht or something. Okay. Jeans have a kind of uh, ornamentation to them. You know, the little, that little button on the pocket that serves really no purpose anymore. That's, you don't need that anymore. You know, the kind of nice stitching. So it's not, it, I, my problem is the minimalism, not the sexualization. Okay, I'm going to go with yes. So mm. you are incorrect okay. on that. Right. So unfortunately, you're going to have to drink. Darn. You know. Darn. Um, but that's just because I will take any opportunity to slander low-rise jeans. They're bad. They're ugly. Everyone looks bad in them. Yeah, I actually, my problem yeah. with it also, as my problem is with a lot of things these days, is that this generation has never created like an original fad or style mm. or form of music. <laughs> it's all appropriation from things when like we were little. Yeah. So 2000s, 90s, even 80s. That's all they're doing. They don't yeah. have any originality because they don't <laughs> read books. They don't have culture. All they do is look at you know, things when we were cool. Yeah. That's why Lower Rise Jeans are back, but they're ugly. They're ugly. They're ugly. And so if I have to associate that with Karl Marx, doggone it, Sure, I let's do it. I, I, I tell you, if I, if I had my druthers, I prefer the high-waisted. There you go. I do. Yeah. I do. I bet your wife charming. appreciates that. Once you've had a couple kids, too, yeah. <laughs> it, it helps. Keeps it's it tight, you know. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so we both drink. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, I, I'm up. It's your turn. Okay. Women, women should not speak in church. <laughs> sort of devious smile from Ellie. You're incorrect. Okay. Um, because I do not think that women should be preachers or pastors or give the sermon. Um, on Sundays, but do I think that they should not speak at all? Like they can say hello, like they can, Mrs. McGillicuddy? Yes, they can, you know, give announcements and mm. things like that. I think that they can sing in church, but they cannot exercise authority over a man in church, which means they can't be pastors or preachers or things like that. Um, so Paul does say that a woman should be silent in church. I do think in context and in light of other things that he said, he really is talking about exercising authority from scripture yeah. over men and church. So that's where I stand. I agree. And I use the same sort of technical distinction there. I, yeah. I, obviously no, I, no priestesses, no de deaconesses, you yeah. know, no um, altar servers or, oh my gosh, they do this thing now in the Catholic church ever since Vatican II. It was really after Vatican II, they redid the mass, which they didn't need to do, but a bunch of libs went in and tried to destroy the beautiful liturgical tradition of 2000 years. And, uh, one thing they did is they have extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist, which inevitably is some liberal woman wearing Birkenstocks who is very irreverently and disrespectfully holding our Lord in the Eucharist. And it's just, it's, it's a, a complete abuse. And so obviously none of that should, should be encouraged. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you have a wonderful Carmelite sister uh, praying the rosary, sort of quietly and in a chapel or in the church. I mean, that, I guess you're speaking then. Yeah. But that's beautiful. That should be encouraged. Right. And men and women are called to prophesy in Scripture. Not uh, It depends on if you're a continuationist or cessationist, mm. but prophecy can also be forth-telling, not just foretelling. So mm. there is also that conversation too, which we probably don't have time to get into. But anyway, we agree. Well, no, we have plenty of time to talk about. No, you're right. We'll yeah. have to save that for the next episode. Okay. All right, a chemical imbalance 
is totally fake and is as scientifically sound as the people saying they are big boned when they can't lose weight. Well, that's easy, yes. I'll say yes. My only thought is some people are kind of big boned. My only problem is with the last part of it, which is yes, Fat Ooh. people sometimes so, say that. Are you saying not. that you have never seen the Bill Nye, the Science Guy episode? You didn't watch that in sixth grade? I am saying that, yes. I because I remember when we watched an episode on that in sixth grade, and he said everyone's bones are about the same size, and I thought of a girl in my class. I'm like, whoa, I've always thought that she was big bone, and really she's just fat. What it, about, true. What about like Samoan people? You know, they're all gigantic, like that ukulele player. They're just is, a little is fat. They're just fat. It's they're just, just not. a little okay, fat. Okay. I mean, yeah. I think you can maybe be broad, but I don't think your bones are... Your bones are just roughly the same as everybody else. Yeah, you just... I used yeah. to call it when I was little because my parents told me I couldn't call my preschool teacher fat. <laughs> I came up with the term gathered out. So some gathered just, out? Yes, they were amazed that I came up with that phrase, but I did. So some people are just gathered out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So bone, wow. same size. So chemical imbalance, I knew what you thought about that because yeah, you tweeted about it. That's totally. Chemical imbalance thing is so ridiculous. Because this is what they do. The same libs who say that your little boy is actually a girl and the libs yeah. who said that we need to lock down all the churches but not the pot shops for COVID. Yeah. They're the same ones who say, and who say, don't stop going to the gay orgies for monkeypox. They're the ones who say, and by the way, the only reason you're sad in our decadent, ridiculous culture is because of chemical imbalance. Hey, buy our Pfizer products, so you know, true. every single week. It's ridiculous. Yeah, very true. Very ridiculous. true. Let's drink anyway. Okay. Speaking of altering our chemicals, all right. Yeah. Opposition Democrats used Ray Epps and many federal assets to instigate a riot on January 6th under a modern-day version of COINTELPRO. Also, the pipe bomber was probably Hunter Biden. (laughs) Now, hold on. Before you answer. There's so many different parts. (laughs) Before you answer. Due to YouTube rules, make your guess, but do not verbally confirm if the other person guessed correctly. Give only an ambiguous nonverbal confirmation. So I'm going to read that first part again. Opposition Democrats used Ray Epps and many federal assets to instigate a riot on January 6th under a modern-day version of COINTELPRO. And also the pipe bomb was, was probably Hunter Biden. Or just drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, you're up. Okay. Within the confines of monogamous traditional marriage, which is totally fine to engage in adult activities that some people may consider kinky. Hmm. This is not fit for the queen, this kind of questioning. Um, Correct. I think we can just leave it at, it depends. It depends, right? It depends on what it is. Some things are okay, some things are not okay. Right? Define our terms, which we will not do. Which we on will this not show. do. This is a family show. This is a family Despite show. The drinks but if we were our... to define our terms, I think we would say there are some <laughs> limits. Yeah. But we would at least say there's some limits. There are some limits. That's not under question. The only question is if <laughs> you're right. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. String.
Okay, so I think that's your... Mm -hmm. Bunch of degenerate producers writing these questions wow. with grief. I thought your producer was a Christian. Yeah, that's why wow. I, I, I was never under such a misapprehension mm. about him. I'm not saying monkeypox is completely avoidable. I'm just saying that it is as easy as avoiding watching Captain Marvel. Sure, there's a chance of being T-boned by a semi-truck causing you and your car to crash into a theater while the movie is playing. <laughs> However, that's also still more likely to happen than me participating in gay <laughs> orgy. Who writes this? Maybe he was drinking as he was uh, he, writing he certainly the question. Was. They've gotten crazier and crazier. So, there's a, so I guess the prompt is, it is, it is more likely that a T-bone truck would hit my car sending me into a movie theater to watch Captain Marvel than that I would contract monkeypox by the way that people contract it. Yes, I think that we guessed correctly. I was talking to a woman on the plane yeah. who I think was probably your typical liberal white woman. Mm -hmm. She was yeah. saying just as I've gotten over just as she's gotten over her paranoia for COVID, she now feels like she has to worry about monkeypox. <laughs> you know, I said, you know, I don't know you very well, but I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty confident that we don't have to worry about that. I think it's excluded to one demographic. And she was shocked. And I was like, I don't want to get into it with you, but yeah, I'm confident. It, 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 you, maybe you've only been listening to CNN and you think this is for everybody. For everyone. It's not. Well, actually, NBC has been more accurate about the risk than yeah. Fox News. So. That's true. That's true. There was a whole panel on. It was on Fox Business. Three, three out of four people on the panel, they said it's. It, two of them said it's bigotry, to say that you get monkeypox at gay orgies, and then the third guy was also opposed to saying it's it's a gay orgy thing. And it was only one guy, one out of four. Ned Ryan holding down the fort. Ned Ryan truth. holding down the fort. And he that's, got called a bigot for it. That's really amazing. Yeah. That, yeah, I think we're, we're marked safe for monkeypox. Yes. For now, that's Hopefully. good. That's something yeah. to celebrate. Definitely we can drink to that. I wish I had been marked safe from Captain Marvel. I had to watch that stupid movie for never Daily seen it. Wire. It's I have never seen a Marvel movie or Avengers. Is that different? I don't know. That no, I, I don't know if that same? is different. I can tell you it's it's worse than Monkeypox. It's oh wow. It is. Okay. Allie, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next time.